it's the voice of the one and only DJ Scream. Letting you know that you are now in tune to the Casual Flex, where culture meets sports and casuals are welcome. Now here's your host, Philip Dukes. Yo, welcome to another edition of the Casual Flex. I am your host, Philip Dukes, a.k.a. Dukes the Scoop. And make sure you, hold on one second, I got, I got a special guest host. Come on, Cam. My name is Cam Dukes. Follow my dad on YouTube. I <laughs> Cameron Dukes. Close the door, Cam. I silly kid. But yeah, make sure you follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dukes D Scoop, and uh, make sure that you like and subscribe. Hit that button down there. He is so excited. Thank y'all. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, a huge, huge weekend. For Auburn recruiting wise, uh, a lot of visitors on campus. And what I want to talk about today is the Hugh Freeze impact and what is going on at Auburn recruiting. Auburn got multiple recruits uh, this weekend on campus and got some commitments. Uh, a really, really, I guess, uh, eclectic bunch. And what do you mean by that, Deuce? You got multiple guys. You had offensive linemen. You had corners. You had a wide receiver. You had a, a quarterback, defensive lineman, a, a little bit of everything. I think you had everything on campus, but a uh, a linebacker. Um, where Auburn is right now, I think that the allure of playing time is going to be super, super important. And I think that you're getting guys on campus that can come in and make an impact instantly. And Auburn's roster has a lot of turnover. You got guys going into the portal. I think you got maybe eight eight or nine guys going to the portal, which is good considering that you got a team like Arkansas that has like 18 guys. Texas M may have as many as 20. Auburn has done a good job of uh, recruiting some guys that they know they need to play. And uh, as far as the guys going out, I don't think there are as many impact players. You do lose uh, Tank Bixby to the NFL, but outside of that, I think you're keeping a lot of the good, and now you're trying to add on to it. Hugh Freeze has had such a big impact, and I think the biggest thing that he has done has been circling the block and finding some guys that the previous staff was evaluating and going ahead and making offers. Like, hey, you, you want to come to Auburn? Uh, we need you, and we're going to find a place for you. And you're seeing this had immediate immediate results. You got a guy like Sylvester Smith, uh, a safety who was committed to Tennessee, that flips. You had a, a offensive lineman, uh, Tyler Johnston, uh, decommits from Texas Tech, comes on over to Auburn. Uh, he's now a four star and on some recruiting uh, sites, so that's another big one. You had uh, two of the top JUCO tackles in the country on campus. I think you get at least one of those two, and I think that understanding the roster and knowing that Auburn cannot afford to be too, too picky. You got to get guys that want to come to Auburn. You got to get some local guys, which I think Sylvester Smith was huge as far as kind of putting that, that fence back around Alabama, being competitive for guys uh, in the state of Alabama. It'll help you not just in this class, but next year. The year after next, when you've got guys who are already at Auburn from the state of Alabama, I think you can't uh, – I, I think you, it, it's not a price that you can put on that for making Auburn a destination school. I think that Auburn has always been in a great location, 
It's always been a place that had a great brand. It's somewhere that you can win the national championship. A lot of teams in the SEC just haven't won national championships. You got Ole Miss and uh, Mississippi State, and I think Tennessee only has one, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe they have. I, I don't. I don't follow them as much as I follow Auburn. Uh, Georgia just as, as much as Georgia is doing, they could be on their way to their third. But I was, before last year, their first, that, that was their first national championship since 1980. So being a program where you have the resources, where you can be successful, having a guy who has the personality to go into high schools and make people feel comfortable, I think you can't put uh you can't you can't put a price on that. And uh, I think that Hugh Freeze is doing a heck of a job. As far as signing day, a lot was said about Auburn actually taking the commitment for Sylvester Smith. And what does that mean for a guy like uh, four-star safety, Terrence Love, who's currently committed, who was on a visit to Georgia Tech this past weekend? And I don't think it has any bearing on that. I think that Terrence Love will end up in the class. I think uh, him and uh, Smith play two different positions. I think Smith is more of a a field safety or a free safety who and uh Love is more so of a guy who can come up in the box. Uh he has the size to play linebacker if he wanted to, but has the speed to be a free safety. So you meet right in that middle at that strong safety, that field size safety. And I think that uh it it it, it does nothing but make the class stronger in the secondary. Ron Roberts, who um who likes to run a four two five. You got to have guys who who can be multiple, who can play both safety spots, who can come down and assist in the run game, who don't have to come off the field regardless of what the set is. So I think that uh, Auburn is is going to take a lot of DBs. I think their offensive line, I think they're going to take maybe eight to nine guys. Um, so you already have a quarterback who's uh, been successful, who started a lot of games in Robbie Ashford. I think bringing in competition only makes Auburn stronger. I know that Hugh Freeze has the ability to adjust his offense towards the talent that he has. So if you end up with Robbie Ashford, you're still okay. If you get a guy like Devin Leary, if you get a guy like Grayson McCall, who we're not sure is uh, going to be able to play based on did he does he have the correct academic requirements or does Auburn offer what is needed in order for him to uh, but become a part of the class or uh, re- remains to be seen. I think you'll be fine at quarterback uh, based on what Hugh Freeze can do. But what I really like is the fact that Hugh Freeze is saying we got to have guys and not being too picky, but understanding where he is. I think that next year, I think that you see Auburn in it with way more of the top guys in Alabama. I think that uh, net twenty the twenty four class is another loaded class, and I think as far as in the Al- Atlanta and Alabama, you're going to see Auburn have that impact. Uh, absolutely, and uh, signing day. Uh, one thing I do know is that previously a lot was made to be said about was Auburn going to be competitive competitive with NIL, and absolutely, um, that's going to be something that's taken away from the. From the negative negative recruiting previously, it's like, oh, well, Auburn doesn't have NIL. Yes, they do. They have it for now. How they divvy it out is different, but I do know they do have a war chest, and I do know that uh, they do have a specific strategy about who gets what going forward uh, based on position. 
And I think that Auburn's going to be super competitive as far as that goes. Uh, the football only facility is, is state of the art, uh, top of the line. And it, it, it does nothing but help Auburn's prospects as far as recruiting and having a guy who can talk like just a guy at the bar in Hugh Freeze. You cannot put enough of an emphasis on the leadership as far as recruiting and having a head coach that wants to close himself. And I think that's super important. Hugh Freeze is a closer. He's a guy that wants to get in there. He's going to make the initial conversation. If you need him, he'll call. He's not too hard. He's he, he's super humble. Uh, uh, the humility is off the charts. He's somebody who's done it before in the SEC. He's somebody who, it, whether you're a guy, a five star guard, a five star five star type guy, or a three star, he's going to treat you the same way as long as you play ball, as long as you, as long as you do the things that you're supposed to do. So yeah, one thousand percent, I think Hugh Freeze at this point, you're starting to see why he was the guy, why Cohen was hell bent on getting him. And why he had no qualms in there. There wasn't an issue as far as not getting Lane Kiffin because you got a guy like Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze just fits Auburn. When I think of Auburn and the success, the successful times in Auburn, the successful coaches, they've been able to be nice guys. They've been able to be motivators. They've been able to be innovators. And they've also just been able to be a guy that you felt like belonged in Auburn. A guy who might go take a roll of toilet tissue and throw it himself. A guy who's gonna he, who, who will make sure that he knows the words to buy the getter, and I, I get all of that that vibe from Hugh Freeze. He actually has a daughter who uh, recently graduated. You saw the guys making uh, I think uh, Will Heron had a really really good uh, vote of confidence for Hugh Freeze before he got the job, and I and I haven't seen anything different from that. So kudos to Auburn for making a good hire. You're starting to see the returns early. And I think that as long as Auburn continues to support their student athletes to be active on social media in a positive way, uh, you see Hugh Freeze interacting on social media. Uh, and, and a lot and a lot has been made about some of the tweets that he makes and should he say that. But how long do you allow a man's past to dictate who he is today? If you've been a perfect person your whole life, then I, I would gladly appoint you Auburn's head coach regardless if you have experience or not because if you're a perfect person that you've got to be Jesus Christ himself because that's the only person who's been perfect to walk this earth so man shout out to him for at least uh you know knocking the tractors down uh believing in his transformation and or just believing in and not even the transformation but believing in the human process the human process allows us to get better Things that when I went the, when I went into the third grade, I didn't know how to multiply. When I left the third grade, I knew how to multiply. Just because I didn't know how to multiply before I went, before I learned, doesn't mean I don't know. No, I don't know that now. Humans have the ability to learn. Humans have the ability to change. Humans, the human element of who we are as humans allows us to be able to 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 grow and mature and be different and i think the the sooner that people start to allow the past trans get to allow the past transgressions of Hugh Freeze to be the past i think the sooner that the auburn family can unite and the sooner that auburn can move on one accord into becoming a, 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 the, the premier program in the sec or one of the premier programs in the sec 
as it always has been. It's always been Georgia, Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, the top teams in the SEC. Auburn has always been right there on that echelon. They've one of the few teams who LSU included, one of the few teams that's won a, a national championship in the past twenty years. So, and there, you got to think about it. They there are. 125 teams, I think, in the FBS. And I think maybe in the past 20 years, maybe 10 or 9, maybe even 8 teams have won a national, actually won a national championship. Auburn being one of those, it, it says a lot. And really should have had two if you count the 2004 season. So kudos uh, to Auburn staff and the, uh, the powers that be and uh, John Cohen, the president, Roberts. And most importantly, the fan base for allowing Hugh Freeze to come in, be himself, supporting him publicly, and allowing him to get out here and get and get you some guys who want to come to Auburn, Auburn men that want to be there, want to make an impact. And I think those are the type of guys that you'll be able to get a lot more out of. I was talking to uh, Jason Caldwell, one of my colleagues from uh, Auburn 24-7, and he made the point that, you want guys that want to be at Auburn because those are the guys that are going to go the extra mile. Those are the guys who aren't going to feel like you owe them something for being at Auburn or that, you know, hey, I'm doing you a favor. I could have went anywhere else. The guys that want to be at Auburn are the guys that you kind of want to focus on, the commitment, the, the commits that are there. You don't just go find another guy and say, okay, you're not a commit anymore. No, the guys that want to be at Auburn for the most part, if, if, if they line up to what you want to do schematically, those are the guys that you got to make sure have a home in Auburn. And one of the reasons that I think Auburn will be successful going forward. All right. Y'all know him from Atlanta. You know him from the A. And what I want to talk about, right? What I want to talk about right now is the Atlanta Falcons. We blew it. We blew it, y'all. We lost to the Saints. We got swept by the Saints. Do you know? How hard is it going to be to go through this week if you know somebody from Louisiana? If you know a Saints fan this week and you're a Falcons fan, I want you to do one thing. One, buy you some AirPods, some AirPods. They can be AirPods, headphones, whatever it is. And when you see that person, put them on and turn up the music as loud as you can because they are going to be talking your head off, talking all kinds of trash, all kinds of mess about the, the Saints. The sorry Saints, who ain't no better than us, but they were better than us for about three minutes this year total into within two games, and they were able to pull out two victories. So shout out to the Saints. Y'all did win, but, man, it's almost like, uh, I mean, this year, who's counting this year? Because at the end of the day, the NFC South is so bad. The Bucks lost again. The Saints are, the Panthers are, and the Falcons are sorry. I mean, the the Bucks, Saints, Panthers, and the Falcons are all sorry. Whoever goes to the Super Bowl out of those, I mean, excuse me, whoever goes to the playoffs out of those four teams, they will not, like the NFL, not for long. They won't be there. So you, you, you put Desmond Ritter in the game. I warned about that early on because I didn't really want to mess up his psyche. You put him in, in my opinion, one of the worst situations you could put him in, which was to go on the road to a rival 
But he did all right. I mean, he, uh, he did all right. Uh, the last interception was not his fault. It actually was a good pass. Uh, rookie rookie wide receiver Drake London, who's who, who was having a great game. I wouldn't say great, a good game, a productive game. Let's say that he was having a productive game and uh, couldn't uh, come down with the catch. It bounces off of him, or he gets stripped, or he, he you know uh, turns the ball over on the drive when the Falcons could have been tying or taking the lead. And, uh, yeah, that was that. So, in my opinion, what do I think the Falcons need to do? If I'm the Falcons, I wait. It's not like you're going to get that far this year, no way. I'm not saying go ahead and lose these games, but go out, put on a good showing. Go get your quarterback of the future in the draft this year. Go get your pass rusher of the other future if he's not already on the team. Go get some guys to help solidify this team. Go into free agency and bring some talent in. Get some depth. Get some guys who know how to win. Get some playoff experience. And then regroup with the same offensive scheme, with the same defensive scheme that we saw. Because at the end of the day, when you look at the Falcons roster, do you see a Super Bowl team? I mean, do you? Because at this point, we 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 feel like we still have a bad taste in our mouth from twenty eight to three. That's what I call. I just call it twenty eight three. Not not yet. We still got a bad taste in our mouth from that. So with that being said, you gotta have some guys that know how to win in those games. And now we see, poor Matt Ryan. Don't let me get too far off subject, but poor Matt Ryan. Why you say that, Dukes? He now is the owner as quarterback of the biggest comeback loss, as the biggest blown lead of the biggest blown lead in the Super Bowl and the biggest blown lead in NFL history, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has done a lot of good things. Matt, Matty Ice, this your boy. And you know I always roll with you, Matt. Matt, go on, go on, hang it up, Matt. It's over, dog. Go on, go on, go on, hang it up, dog. It's okay. You played well, man. You got a lot of golf to play. Go take care of them babies, man. Hang out with your family, but don't keep going out here and making making more history. Because it the, the Colts can't go to the playoffs. Let them play the let them play Ellinger from Texas, and uh, I don't know if he's hurt. Let them play somebody, but whatever it is, Matt. Just go enjoy it, man. You had some great seasons. I can't take that kind of heartbreak for you. I haven't. I, I can't take it for you, dog. You know what I'm saying? That, that's hard. I hate to have that stain on your name, Matty Ice. I remember when you came in your rookie year and you beat, you threw the uh the the 18 yard out to Michael Jenkins and beat the Bears. I said the guy's special. You know, everybody wanted Jake Long. He ended up going number one overall to the Dolphins. I think it's a 2008 or 2009 NFL draft, one of those two. But, man, you had a great career, man. You've been playing for a long time. It's okay, dog. Let it go, man. It's all right, man. It is okay. Now, when we talk about somebody blowing it, the Cowboys, man, my cousin Chip called me. Chip, hit me. I need you to put some respect on the Cowboys. You talk about everybody else. You don't talk about the Cowboys. And I said, Chip, I just talked about the Cowboys doing a good job. I just said they can be legit Super Bowl contenders. 
Right? I did. I just did it. Roll the clip. The Cowboys are a legit Super Bowl contender. See? I told you. But what did they do today? Later, egg against Jacksonville. Now, don't let me take anything away from Jacksonville because Peterson got them playing. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looked all right today. Uh, Zay Jones catches three touchdowns, with probably, which probably wrecked a lot of people in daily fantasy football. But if you had Zay Jones, you probably won some money today. But the Cowboys cannot be a Super Bowl contender and lose those type of games. One thing we see about uh, the Eagles, the Eagles had every right to lose that game against the Bears. But they didn't. They did not. They found a way to win. Justin Fields was out there looking like a young Mike Vick. Now, you know what? Not even a young Mike Vick. He was out there looking like Mike Vick after he got out of prison. That was the most scary Mike Vick I ever saw. Now, the young Mike Vick was one thing, but Mike Vick at the prison? Let's stop. Man, hey, Vick was on one. So, for the Eagles to be able to pull that out, even with having those injuries they, they that they do have up front, it just shows you that they really are a Super Bowl team. Kansas City Chiefs, Houston, nothing to lose. Gave them everything they had. They had every, the Chiefs had every right to lose that game today, but they did it. The Cowboys, they could have won. They should have won. They stopped the Jags in overtime. Dropped the ball, interception, pick six, game over. The Cowboys are going to have to fix the turnovers if they plan on being a Super Bowl team. Right now, if they don't beat the Eagles, I hate to say it, I would hate for Dallas to lose the mojo, lose the momentum, and go into the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, which they should. They should have clinched today. But the NFL been so wacky. Don't collapse. Cowboys, Cowboys fans, I'm with you. Band together. With the Flint 13 energy and the in the in the navy blue and the star and the how about them boys and put it all together. Figure it out. And make sure that you don't let these cowboys collapse. Because if they do, this it seems like one of those collapses that you won't recover from. Yeah, absolutely not. And uh I did want to say if the cowboys get into the playoffs. Are they a team that is really built to win? I felt like they were. But for some reason, it's like, I can't put my finger on it. But there's something feels that feels like it's missing. Maybe it's the off-the-field type stuff, like where Michael Parsons is going back and forth with a t- saying that, you know, it ain't Jalen Hurts, it's the team. What we see is Jalen Hurts, clearly. Maybe he wants to play with the Eagles. But those are the type of things that you don't need. You don't need that extras. You don't need the the extras. What you need to do is go out and beat the Jaguars. That's what the Cowboys need to do. Now, I just showed you that I felt like the, the, the Cowboys could do it. But if they don't figure it out within that locker room and, and, and figure out how to close out close games, they won't. They won't do it. And why are we talking about blowing it? Man, I feel so bad for Jacoby Myers. Why? The Patriots, who are who have historically been one of the most disciplined teams in NFL history, 
a tie game, Ramondre Stevenson, who's having a breakout year, breaks and says, you know what? He breaks, no timeouts left, uh, no time left on the clock. Tie game, going into overtime. He runs, he, he breaks, he comes to a stop. He says, you know what? I'm just going to lateral this back. Laterals back to Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers panics, throws the ball 20 yards behind him and right into the hands of Chandler Jones of the, of the Las Vegas Raiders, who instantly catches the ball with hands, looks like a wide receiver here, like the ball's being thrown to him. Stiff arms, Mac Jones head down six feet below sea level. <laughs> I mean, below the surface, boom, one of the nastiest stiff arms, and it looked personal, trots into the end zone, untouched, game time. I would not want to be anywhere near Bill Belichick if I was Jacoby Myers. I know for a fact he is worried about his job right now because that seems like one of those Bill Belichick specials where you might wake up and, you and you know, it, you, you can't get into the complex. I know he's nervous, so... Man, I want to uh, send some love and light to Jacoby Myers. Because, uh, <laughs> man, dog. Uh, and I know, you know, we put such a uh, – we put such large expectations on professional athletes and we expect them to know what to do, when to do. But sometimes you just – you know, you get into the midst of things and you try to make a play. You Like sometimes – I know it's, it's almost like typing something that you know you know how to type and making a typo. I mean, sometimes it just happens. So, uh, man, shout out to him. But – in this holiday season, and I got one more thing for the Falcons. I want to say to all my true Atlanta Falcons fans, learn how to love yourself. That's right. You got to love yourself. What do you mean? I was born in this. My dad was a Falcons fan. You know, I'm from Atlanta. Went to Atlanta Fulton County Stadium growing up watching the Falcons and the Braves. Used to watch the Falcons when they still had the baseball diamond on the football field. Watch the Falcons when they had the red jerseys. Watch the Falcons. I was at the event when the dome first opened up when they back in black. I was there. One of those type Falcons fans always went. And the pain and anguish from watching how the Falcons lose year after year. Not even even in the winter season. I'm not. It's not about the lose, and it's sometimes how they lose, the the highs and the lows. And so I want to say to every Falcons fan, in this holiday season, it's a lot going on in Atlanta. Love yourself. I want you to love yourself. Don't worry about the Falcons making the playoffs. You worry about Christmas. You worry about Jesus Christ's birthday. You worry about the reason for the season. You worry about something else besides the Falcons in the playoffs because I don't want your mental health to go in a downward spiral when you think about all the opportunities that the Falcons have had this year to close out close games, but they haven't. So for me to you, Falcons fans, this year, this week in particular, I want you to protect your mental health and I want you to have a good time and enjoy your family. Because right now, this is the wrong time to be arguing with anybody about the Falcons. Not even a Saints fan. So from me to you, Deuce the Scoop to you, Falcons fans, love yourself. And on that note, make sure you go down and like and subscribe. 
If you got anything you want to add or you want to ask, drop it in the comments. Deuce the scoop. Have a happy holiday. I'll probably see you again before third before Christmas. I'm out.